have seen the future of horror. His name is Clive Barker. So this is our first week of Halloween Hump Fest. Yes. You seek the deepest, darkest pleasures in this movie we're discussing, Hellraiser by Clive Barker, based on the Hellbound Heart, also written by Clive Barker, mm-hmm. starring Andrew Robinson, Claire Higgins, Ashley Lawrence, Doug Bradley. Claire Higgins was peak 80s hot. I feel like that was a very specific 80s hot. We love Hellraiser. We love raising a little hell. <laughs> That's Hellbound Heart is literally in my nightstand. Passion. Romance. Yeah. Yeah, we watched this uh, a few years ago. It was your first time seeing it. And you, it was. You were a little obsessed with it. Yeah. <laughs> we also watched the sequel, Hellbound, Hellraiser 2, but I don't remember it. But nothing's as good as the first one. The second one is a true sequel to this. And then from what Written I Written by Clive as well. But after that. It's based on his story, but he didn't even write the screenplay for the second movie or direct it. But it is more of a sequel. And I guess, what I, from my understanding, it kind of goes off the rails after that. Yeah, like it tanks real hard from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy the new Hellraiser. And Clive Barker is involved in that. But he had kind of gotten um, pushed out. Of that yeah. franchise completely, or he at some point stopped, like, well, condoning it or whatever. Well, making the first one, apparently a lot of shit got cut because uh, it was a lot more raw sexuality, a lot mm-hmm. of hard, harder sex scenes, maybe even more gross stuff. When you sit through this movie, it's like, Jesus Christ, what did they cut out? Did she fuck that bloody man? But producers, yeah, that would have been great. Is yeah, that a director's cut? I think so, we but, need to like, get a one hold where... of that. yeah. But we're watching the one, um, the most common one. But this movie is pretty controversial. And while I won't say this is a perfect movie, there is just something about this movie that really is affects us. Like, no, it's not a perfect movie, but there is, but it's kind of amazing at the same time with the effects 
and what they do with it and how like disgusting it is. And I think what's so successful about the first Hellraiser movie is that, you know, the franchise focuses, I guess, on these Cenobites, right? Mm -hmm. And they remade this, uh, like, I think it was just last year they remade it, right? Yeah, in the last few years. And it was okay. I thought it was fun. I mean, better than I heard a lot of the sequels are, but there is, there's something about this first one Mm -hmm. and, and, the aspect of horror romance. Yes. You just don't see that a lot or executed to this level. Right. In this specific way. Because that late, I forget her name, Claire Higgins, like, she really does love Frank. Julia. Yeah, she really does love Frank. She's, okay. This is a movie I about I think she psych- loves him, but she's obsessed with him, I would say, more than in love. Because they don't get to know each other. Yeah. It is like a pure, raw animal attraction that yes. cannot be denied. And Frank, he kind of talks like like, a, like he's doing voice work for an anime. It just sounds very <laughs> yeah. blatant. Can I come in? You're Julia, right? That's right. Who are you? I'm Frank. Well, and Frank's whole deal is that he's tried everything, right? Like, at one point, she finds these, like, pictures of him and all kinds of different, like, bondage scenarios with women and all these, you know, different She's ripping a lady's face out of one before you know for sure that she's... Before you find out she's really, like, into Frank. Yeah. Yeah, because she's married to... Her Frank's brother. brother. Yeah. Not her brother. Oh, his brother. Yeah. <laughs> the movie got weirder. Um, yeah, she's married to Frank's brother. Um, he has a daughter who is like college age. She, her mother died when she was a sure. kid. Sure. There's so you've got to have at least one dead parent. Well, the and the, the young girl in this is the very classic 80s young girl look. All it, the young girls had long brown hair and big brown eyes. Yeah, she's a babe. It, yeah. it, this movie was introducing Ashley Lawrence. Yeah. This is one of those, in, and introducing. I don't know what else she did, but she's such a familiar face. Uh, I think she does like horror cons and stuff like okay. that. So she's kind of known for that. And she's also in the sequel as well. Oh, yes. Yes, I, she is. I believe so, she yeah. Is. She is. It kind of centers around her. Um, she goes in a mental institution after this uh, this movie. Do you wonder why? But this she mo- meets the Cenobites. But the Cenobites, the movie that introduces them on film. Yes. They're more of a means to an end. They're not the main core of the story. They're not the full meat. The The Cenobites yeah. are... Frank has a desire to take pleasure and pain to the next level. This guy's really into some dark shit. Yeah. Uh, a stereotypical uh, Asian man in an 80s movie. You can have this... Uh, what, what do you call the box? The hell box? The, um, no, it has I've always name. wanted to get this prop. I've always wanted to give you this box as a prop. I want it. I would love it. It's, I know this and I can't think of it, so I've got to look it up. Um, but it's, but it's got to do things. I don't want it to just be a cube. Oh, no, totally. But I would he, love to have a copy of this box. But he takes this box in an unnamed Asian country and the guy's like, it was always yours after he walks away. And this is Frank. And Frank is a very, like, dirty, sweaty guy. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are sweaty in this movie. You got to. A lot of lust going on. A lot yeah. Of pleasure. Frank pain. is very, like, animalistic. You think but he shoved the, the box up his ass? It was probably cut out of the original. If he did, yeah. If he did, they didn't show it. Mm. I don't know if there's a dildo configuration. Um, there's but. one shape that seemed pretty close. <laughs> but the thing is, the thing that people never understand about the box 
and the Cenobites, and, and yes, you're right. They're not the center of the story. But the thing that's so intriguing about the Cenobites is that none of this would have happened without them. You know, they are the gods of this world. Explorers in the further regions of experience. Demons to some, angels to others. I love that line so much. I'm like pretty obsessed with them. I, I think they're so fascinating. I could look at them all day. The one with the circular glasses. The, you know my favorite one? Which one? The is lady? The teeth. The teeth, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the guy with the circular glasses. When And look, I'm maybe I'm talking about people who are watching this show or listening to this podcast. But there's something about the circular sunglasses that seem a Isn't little... Isn't that the, the man that looks like a slug? Yeah. Or a poop? Okay. Yeah. When, when you see dudes <laughs> yeah. wearing the circle sunglasses... Yeah. I hate those sunglasses. I do too. They're like weird. Yeah. They're the goofiest looking sunglasses. You look almost like you're... Well, you look like you're LARPing Vampire the Masquerade when you wear them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For one. What look, if they're LARPing a Cenobite? They could be LARPing a Cenobite. That's better. You better have some cool fucking makeup on if you're going to LARP a Cenobite. Yeah. Okay. I do like the girl, too. I like them all for different reasons. Mm -hmm. From the gates of wherever and, like, torturing your car. Or cock. if you're into, um, like, hook hanging and stuff. Flesh, flesh, flesh hooking and yeah, shit. Yeah, flesh hooking. One thousand. Well, I haven't I haven't heard about that since I was like in a bar in the early two thousands. There's a there's a drag performer that I follow who recently did a piece where she put hooks all around her face and hooked them to a picture frame. And so it was like pulling her face out. Ooh, it's so creepy. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm down to watch some Hellraiser, but I don't know if I'm gonna go to like flesh hanging shows, flesh hooking shows. Uh, know i'd watch it look you can go i'm not gonna participate i'm not going with you that's all i'm saying it's only one step past foman putting a nine inch nail up their nose so frank uh <laughs> opens the the box and the demons come but the way it flashes it's like suddenly he's on this like spinning uh post and it's and got parts, parts of his body hanging from hooks all over it and they're apart. and they're putting like his face together it's been dismembered and you really want the face to talk I to did. you i, I so in. wanted them to talk the face to talk to so it seems like frank just is being tortured yeah. continuously and so that's when his brother and his wife julia uh move into the house mm -hmm. they're moving a, a bed terribly yeah. They're really bad at moving this fucking bed. And, and they have two presumable movers with them. And the They're not their friends. And the husband rips his hand on a nail. Like, the way it looks, like, every every little blood bit is, like, so over the top, it feels. Yes. And then so he gets up and he goes into that room. Why does he go into the room? Because that's where Julia is. Right, right. I think she just felt him in there. <laughs> Here. Is it deep? No, 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 I haven't looked. You know me and blood. I'm gonna faint. You're not going to faint. Shit. Look, let, let, let me see. Shit. Oh, it's going to need stitches. Oh, no, I'm gonna throw up. You're not going to throw up. I'm gonna pass out. He's bleeding all over the ground. Meanwhile, she's been fantasizing about this manly, manly man, like having sex with her on the day of her wedding yeah and, and then her, here comes her husband i can't stand my own blood but they leave this room 
and you see the blood soaking into the wood and it's like 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 the telltale heart and Edgar Allan Poe turns out like his, some of his organs are under there and it's sucking up the blood to where it's like feeding him to where he's starting to regain flesh and yeah. it's helping him to escape um you know the movie's called Hellraiser but the Cenobites make it seem like it's not exactly hell as you know it and it could be depending on who you are paradise so blood starts soaking through and we see this scene where he's coming together and flop and it's like disgusting but brilliant and we see his hand coming out and like the the neck forming into the skull and it's just like and all this bile like forming together the part where his like brain has grown separate and his spinal cord comes out and like into it it's so fucking cool and it's it's awesome and it's all 1000% practical yeah yeah that's what's so that's great the most about amazing it amazing part about this movie it's a it's a very inventive movie in terms of the the effects and what they do very creative and um Ply Barker is such a fascinating guy to did you know that he was a male escort when he was younger? I am not surprised. I mean, if you look at pictures of him, the fashion that he puts out there, he's pretty much a gay man now, but he said he had relationships with older women when he was younger, mm-hmm. like a male escort would. would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, he probably hooked up with a lot of men, but now he's, like, formally gay. Yeah. And But when you see images of him over the years... Sexuality is a spectrum. He's the most... That's true. He's probably <laughs> bi, mostly, but it's all men now, you know? Yeah, yeah. When frosted tips were all the rage, you better oh, believe yeah. Clive Barker had some frosted tips. Clive Barker's wearing jewelry. Yeah, he's you flashy. Know? He's flashy. He's got like slicked back hair. Yeah. Or tips. He's definitely like the first horror nerd writer yeah. to get ass and pussy before before he hit it big. And he there's one where he's wearing these pants, like these wide leg pants with designs all over yeah. them. It's like. I'm really fascinated by Clive Barker. I am too. It would be really interesting to meet him. He just seems, he seems so different from us. Yeah. But at the same time, we kind of, we just seeing how his mind works and his creative process, he is just also so interesting to us. Yeah. And, and even just, I did not know that he was a male escort, but, but I have wondered with the story of Hellraiser, the Hellbound Heart, like, was this, did this come out of him trying a bunch of fucking things and going like, what else could there be? What else would there be? What would happen if I could like open a portal to like. Yeah. Beyond anything I can imagine in this world. Cause they think they're going to just be in like ecstasy, mm. but they misunderstand. I thought I'd gone to the limits. I hadn't. The Cenobites gave me an experience beyond the limits. Pain and pleasure. Indivisible. are offering you is not ecstasy it's experience was there any experience with any johns or janes that kind of gave him some ideas I don't know. as to what this yeah it's interesting like the what just conceiving this specific thing they're not just demons Mm-mm. they exist to merge the gaps between pleasure and pain mm-hmm. that's what they're all about mm-hmm. and 
Like some people, when they meet a Cenobite, are like, yes, right? And that's what Frank was going for. But of course, Frank escapes through the blood and he forms and, uh, and Julia, Julie, Julia. I think it's Julia. Uh, she goes up there and she sees this like body crawling. And he's like, don't look at me. And she can't help it. But eventually she's like, who are you? Who it's are Frank. you? And, and when they got together before, she had said to him, I will do anything for you. Yeah. And so he made good on that. He was like, you got to go kill some people and fucking and, bring me some blood. And it takes her some gumption to get up to it. She's not naturally a killer, but she will do anything for this for man. She wants Frank. It's a love story. It is. And that's what's so great about this. The only time that she is alive is when she is with Frank. I'm going to live and you're going to help me, yes? Yes. They'll never find us. Not in the whole wide world. So Julie, Julia, Julie? I think it's Julia. She, uh, Claire Higgins, <laughs> she starts picking up men and bringing them. And like, you see, it's so creepy. He's crawling at first. So she's like hitting dudes in the head with the hammer, crawling up and grabbing the corpse and like sucking it dry. And like, he like sticks his fingers into their neck. Yeah. And it like absorbs them. So he does this enough to where, and it seems like he's pretty much back to normal, except he doesn't have skin. And also, Ashley Lawrence, she doesn't she find the box at some point? They have the box. That's one part that's kind of weird, because he has the box, and then he gets tortured up. But I guess they just find the box in the house, right? Yeah, I actually am struggling to remember how she finds the box, but she does. But she she's the one that actually... But the box finds who it's supposed to find. But she summons it, right? The box. You opened it. We came. It's just a puzzle box! Oh no. It is a means to summon us. We can't. No, no, no. You solved the box. We came. Now you must come with us. Taste our pleasures. Oh, no tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. She ends up in the hospital. Yeah, she does. Because they think she's crazy or the something. The box was like somehow found with her and so the doctor was like well does this remind you of anything and, and, and she knows frank is there and he's she knows frank is there and he's a creepo i mean he's uh, has no skin has no skin she opens the box in the hospital and she meets this like scorpion it's like a piranha man it's like a gate opens around them like it changes the reality to where they uh, conf- yeah, and the Piranha Man is like this thing. Like that happens 80- a lot more in the second one too. Eighty-seven effects, you know, the things like crawling along the walls. It's creepy though. And um, <laughs> and then she encounters the Cenobites, and she kind of kind of makes a rough agreement. They're like, you know, your boy Frank escaped, and they're like, no, he didn't. And she's like, I can uh, take yes, you. Yes, they are. It's like he did not. And then, uh, yeah, but sure enough, they find out that Frank escaped. So they're, they like, they're like, okay, they want him back. He can't just leave. They can't go back alone. It's but like a weird rule. They also don't promise her. Like, no. she tries to say, if I take you to him, you can have him instead of me. And they're like, you take us to him and then we'll decide. Yeah, yeah. And she sees the realm too, like, mm-hmm. or at least a part of it. And, yeah. Um, but while she's gone, finally, uh, Claire Higgins, 
sacrifices her husband to Frank. And that's when the actor, Frank is played by Sean Chapman, but Andrew Robinson plays the husband and his brother, Larry. But when, yeah, Larry. But when Frank puts, they kill Larry off screen and they put his skin on. And that's when like Andrew Robinson's as an actor really kind of comes to life. He really is better than the actor who was playing Frank. He is. Once he gets the skin on him, then he, it, he just looks like he's having a blast just being this like evil creep yeah. because he has his voice, uh, the voice of the brother now. And he's Frank wearing the brother's skin. That guy did an amazing job yeah, because he was he turned like, it up. he was like the mousiest sort of nice yeah. guy he was a nice uh he was a nice husband yeah he was a nice guy and she didn't want him to die but then he was gonna figure it out and that's when uh ashley lawrence's character she comes home and it's not doesn't seem obvious like he's got like the wounds around the edges it's like it's like there's goo Mm. where they had to push his face up and, like, stick the head hair on or something. He's got, like, his ears don't look quite right. Yeah. And at one point, he, like, adjusts his eye skin. It's really cool. But then, of course, the Cenobites start to reappear. And, well, they don't reappear at first. We see hooks, like, going out the... And this is one of the coolest parts of the whole movie. And they start hooking Frank and... They, they're like attaching to his face and it's, it looks so fucking gross. And then, uh, and then he goes, Jesus wet. <laughs> it rips him apart yeah. and he goes back to being dismembered and tortured for all eternity. And then, of course, that's when the Cenobites are like, cool. Well, we got him back. Now we want to get. This little eighties hottie, but and she's going in and out of the realms, escaping the critters, and she's fucking with the box, and they're like, no, no. And then you got these flashing eighties, you know, that special was the, effects. That, that's the worst part of it. Yeah, is yeah. the flashes that come out and like take them away. But every configuration that she did, it was like she was undoing the box, and so every time that she did a different configuration, one of them went away. Yeah. That part where, beyond the part where we see Frank get dismembered by the hooks, like, that would have been the perfect ending right at that point. Yeah, it would have been. And, but, of course, we got, she's got to do something about the Cenobites trying to get away from her. I don't know. I think it could have ended with, now we want you. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Oh, that would have been great, right? Yeah. And then then you, you, then you get into Hellbound and have, have her, like, have to run, yeah, totally. But instead, uh, she burns the house down and it burns up in, like, a minute. And, oh, and there's this, like, homeless man who eats crickets at the pet store she works at. And he keeps showing up over and over again. And at the end, she, thro- she throws the box into the fire. And then the man comes up. And again, some 80s effects. And he sticks his hands in and he pulls out and he's burning. And then, as best as it can show, and it, he turns into a winged demon. And he flies off. Which, like a skeleton winged demon. Yeah, that guy was a demon the whole time, and he had to get that box so that the next person that we see... At the end. ...is also getting the box. So the demon took the box back to the same man, the for, same Asian man. For the next person who is meant to, yeah. Hellraiser. Yeah. 
That was Hellraiser. This movie's a lot of fun. So much fun. Um, creepy and gross in such a great way. And the core, you know, oh, and, and when Claire, Claire Higgins, you know, she she loves Frank. But there's a one point where Frank wearing Ashley Lawrence. Oh, Claire. Yeah. Where she's. Oh, that's her real name. Claire Higgins <laughs> is her real name. Julie's Julia. real name. Okay. Where Frank is going to go stab Ashley Lawrence. And Ashley, like, moves, and she act- and he accidentally stabs Claire. But, like, he doesn't care. He's like, oh, I stabbed you instead, Claire Higgins. Yeah. And she's, like, so betrayed. And she goes, not me. And, she- and then he sucks her life And out. she also ends up on a bed holding the box at some point with her skin off her face. Yeah. Which you don't even see how that happened. So, presumably, she's dead. But she comes back. Did you feel bad for... Um, Ju- Julia. You know, I did. I felt bad for her when he killed her because they're supposed to be in love. Like, yeah, they're psychopaths and they've killed some people, but like. He turned on her at the end after she, she did everything that, for him. Frank, that was your. She literally brought you back from hell. Yes. So you ride or die. Bad for her. And that, and that, that, her, Julia, is played by Claire Higgins. I felt like she really made this movie. Like, she's the one that makes this movie feel different, feel special. I, I understand from here forth while you want to concentrate on the Cenobites and what they're doing, but yeah, the reason that this movie is special is because of that passion. Yeah, and it never even in other horror movies. I don't. I'm trying to even wonder what even comes close to that. That's what makes this feel so different from all the other horror movies, yeah. and why I feel like though it's far from perfect. From well, you know the what are the, the ones in the. The, the major zeitgeist, your shinings, your exorcist. These are yeah. all good movies, but this one is, has its own place. And while I don't think it's maybe as executed as brilliantly as maybe the shining, there's enough cool shit on here. And the story is so unique enough that I really do think that the first Hellraiser deserves to be in uh, the broader zeitgeist yes. of like the standard of like, these are some great. All-time great horror movies. Absolutely. And this movie definitely has its fans. Like, no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. A vocal fan base. And we're one of them. And that's why I'm going to give it, um, just for pure story and creativity and awesome effects, I think it overcomes the aspects of it that I think are imperfect mm-hmm. technically. But still, like, it's so fun to sit through this movie. I'm going to give it a 4.25. I just like it like that. I'm giving it a 4.5. Cool. So that's an 8. I love this movie. We do. 8.75. Our rating is higher than a lot of other ratings for this movie for sure. We go a little higher on Hellraiser. So I go, Obviously, I go a little higher on horror in general. But Hellraiser? This is one of our favorites. It, it really is. is. Yeah. We get a lot out of this movie. We get a lot of mileage out of this movie. Hell yeah. Look it. Look, Clive Burton. Because <laughs> you had Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Clive Barker. Barker. Uh, I wonder if he's related to Tra- Travis Barker from uh, Blink-182. I don't know. Maybe Travis is his nephew. I don't know. I'm tired. We put together a canopy tonight. And I'm just tired. I'm sweating. We sure did. Me too. All right, check the show notes for links and other places to find us. What do you think of Hellraiser? Rank in the comments if you've seen all the Hellraiser, your best to the worst. How bad are some of these sequels? 
I don't even remember most of them, but they do not, they are not very well regarded at all. Like and subscribe, and there will be more tomorrow. Come on back. Okay? I damn. Death to all traitors. Mm-hmm.